You're listening to Women in Wealth WordPress, a podcast dedicated to the pursuit of female empowerment and financial freedom through the wonderful world of web design. Hi guys. So I have been considering wrapping this season up for a while and just taking a bit of a break, a bit of time to recoup. And I actually have so many minisodes drafted and I was really tossing up, okay, what do I make this last episode? It struck me today. I was like, this is the perfect thing to wrap up this season. We're coming into that pointy end of the year, the Christmas season. And I just, it hit me really what I should talk about. So today I'm going to talk about 23 things that I have learned from 2023. And every year I pick a word of the year. So I've actually been doing this since 2016. So quite a few years now. And I was diving back through my social media posts where I've shared my words of the year in the past, my notes folder and my phone and all of these types of things and just trying to pull together how this has progressed over the time because I think it is very interesting. Every year when I pick my word, I have this idea of how it's going to go and what it's going to look like and where that word is going to take me and how I'm going to manifest it and all of these things. And every time the universe throws me curveball and it shows up in a different way, in a different way than I expect, in a different way than I intend. And it's always so profound, I think, to really look back and be like, okay, this is what happened this year. This is how things changed. This is how this word manifested. So I want to talk to you through my words of the year over the last few years. I do think this may be a bit of an episode than normal. I know I've been trying to keep them shorter, but I hope that you can take some lessons from this one as well. And I will try and keep it as brief as possible. So some of my previous words. So 2016 was the year I started and my word of the year was hustle. And this is the year I started a full-time career in the corporate marketing world as a marketing professional while also working full-time on growing and scaling my own product-based business. If you've been around for a while, you would have heard me talk about this, my journey into being a website developer. So that was the two first things that really set me on this trajectory. 2017, my word of the year was balance. And this was the year I sold my product-based business to make more space for my personal and professional life and to find more time for myself, my partner, and the things I loved at the time. From that marketing role, I really came into my own. I really excelled in that role. I really loved the fast-paced nature of the job and the digital design and the marketing and the psychology of all of it. I really loved it. So decided to sell my business, which I did. And yeah, I went all in on my career and that definitely freed up a little bit of time Previously, I was side hustling. I was working full time. So it was quite a lot. So yeah, that that year I took my first step to taking my own time back. And that's really how that manifested. In 2018, my word of the year was happiness. And this was the year I moved from Sydney to the Gold Coast. Having sold that business, we had enough of a savings to fall back on and have a deposit for our first house. So we brought a house. I We actually brought that house without seeing it, so not sure if I'd recommend that now, but that just goes to show how impulsive and gut-driven and intuition-based I am. It ended up being a good choice, luckily, and we lived in the house for a few years. We got married. We actually eloped. We went to Bali with 30 of our closest friends. We got married in Changu, and I got pregnant a couple months later, and I actually managed to also get about a month off within there and I really spent that time like meditating and swimming and I read that book at the time Miracle Morning and that really helped change a lot of the trajectory in my life and it was really seriously a blissful year I really loved that year the next year I chose the word love that was 2019 and that was the year my son Zephyr was born and we basically spent three months sitting on the couch not moving we had these recliner armchairs and they were so comfy. Highly recommend if you're having a baby. And I just Netflixed and fed. And I remember he was born in summer in February and we had the aircon on, but I was like snuggled up onto this cozy, fluffy, soft blanket. And that's pretty much all I did for three months straight. And it was really bliss. Love that so much. And it was also the year that I started Seedling Digital. And honestly, I can say that this is the work that makes my soul shine. So yeah, it's the year my two great babies were born and these two parallel amazing journeys started happening. In 2020, my word of the year was money. And I spent so much time working on my money mindset, um, flipping the script, 
I actually made triple that year than what I made in my corporate role. And I did that while working flexibly with clients I love, delivering work that I'm obsessed with, which I still am a few years later. And that really allowed me to reinvest in my family and myself and my growth to other women in business, whether that was through hiring for roles, um, hiring freelancers for projects that would help me grow my business, constantly donating to charities. And I still do this today when I get paid or when I pay myself, I always make a donation to charity just based on the week, how I feel. Yeah, generally I like to align my money with charities to do with women and children. But yeah, I just it was a really nice year of receiving money, but also spending and passing on that energy with a mindset of abundance and gratitude and positivity. So that was really amazing. So the next year, my word of the year was wealth. And to me, that was really redefining what that meant. It was like reclaiming that word. And I have talked about this a little bit before, but I was brought up in quite a low socioeconomic situation. My mother was a single mother. There was some domestic violence. My mother had really bad postnatal depression and she left my father. And then a little while later, we ended up living with my dad and he was a single dad. So there was a lot of stuff in my childhood around money and not having any money and not being able to do things. And I really wanted to work on that and change my money mindset. And to me, wealth means freedom. I've actually slightly redefined that now. I really think that wealth to me now means space. But at the time in that year, it really meant choosing how I spend my time, how I direct my energy, taking long mornings with my son. With Seth, I was, you know, doing long morning walks with him, taking him to the park, taking him to the creek for a bit of a swim before taking him to daycare. It means like supporting my family and living with an abundance of choices, investing in my family, um, investing in my future and my family's future. Yeah, that was also a really great, massive, transformative year for me. And along with that, we also purchased the house that we're now living in. And it was a bit of a crazy time. But yeah, that leads us to 2023. And my word of the year this year was flow. So I actually scrolled back through my Instagram feed and I found the post where I talked about what that means to me. I called the post the flow manifesto. And this is what I wrote. And this is like one of the very rare times I will read this to you, but I, I just, because it's this year, I really wanted to go back and check in and see how, what I thought it was going to be and how it has actually turned out, which I will talk to you about in a second. But this is what I wrote. Say it with me. This year is my year. I owe it to myself. I deserve and I am worthy of this, living a life of ease. Ease in bringing to life all of my wildest dreams. Ease in being in each and every moment fully to love on my family with everything I have, to be present and available. Ease in honoring my body, to move, to nourish, to rest. Ease in building a business and life of financial freedom and generational wealth. This is my path and the promise I will keep to myself. My word of the year is flow and I can't wait to see where the current takes me. This is what I said about just where, like literally what you think at the start of the year and how it presents. So for me, I think, The way that flow has manifested for me is that I have literally been taken with the current and there was nothing I could do to get off the track that I was on. One of the biggest things that happened to me this year was I was diagnosed with autism level two and combined ADHD. So I have inattentive and hyperactive ADHD and I am 36 years old. It was such a revelation and such a crisis of identity. I'm still in the midst of it. I am still going through it. And while a lot of those other things have actually happened, I I feel like I'm in a really good place in a lot of areas of my life and my friendships and the home that I'm in and the place where I live, like the location and my health and my exercising and what I'm eating and how I'm eating and how I'm choosing to eat, where my business is going, you know, how it currently is, all of these types of things, that massive thing came along and it just swept me away and yeah, it has been such a roller coaster of a ride, but I have just had to surrender to it and I have just had to melt into it and just see where it goes. And it has been quite crazy. And through that process, I have learned so much about myself, about my business, about what I want from life, about what I want from the people around me, how I conduct myself, all of these types of things. Yeah, I really wanted to just talk to you today about some of those lessons and hopefully you can take some gems away from them as well. Okay, so let's get into it. First up, the pauses are longer than the sets. 
This is one thing that I've recently hired a coach to train me to learn to lift weights properly. And I thought I knew what I was doing. I've done F45 in the past. I've gone to the gym on and off for years and I hired this coach, Dana. Shout out to her. I will tag her in the show notes. She has been absolutely amazing. But one thing I really found hard was that she actually makes me rest for minimum 90 seconds. For someone with a hyperactive ADHD brain, I find it very difficult to actually stop and get my breath and wait. And what I'm finding is that those rest periods are actually quite often longer than the set itself takes. So I, sometimes I time myself. I've, I've done this over and over because I really wanted to see how it worked. But sometimes the sets will take me 30 seconds and then I have to wait a minute and a half to do the next set. So that has been a really big lesson to me. I've always talked about peaks and troughs in businesses. I've always talked about recoiling to get ready to spring forward. But those reset periods, those recharge periods, those times when your brain is refilling and like ready to like getting ready to go again, when your body is getting ready to go again, they're just as important as the work or probably more important, obviously, because we give them more time. So that has been something that I've really taken on in my personal life in terms of allowing myself the space to recharge, recover, rest, sleep, read a book, read a nonsense book, a smutty, smutty audio book or whatever it is, just to take some time. And that has been a really big lesson for me. Okay. Number two, you might need help. As a woman of this generation, I feel we're always like, we can do it. We've got this. But at the same time, we smother our worries and our fears and our mental health struggles and all of these types of things. And when you realize that you can't do everything, when you realize that bringing people on to help you do the things that you actually need to do, yeah, things can change. Things can change in a second, in an instant. And I really found that. So this week I actually had a podcast with Jess Nindenda and we talked about what can be outsourced in your life. And I have really done that. I have actually hired two people plus a podcast editor. And I've really been like, okay, what do I need to do? And I really landed on building the websites for my clients because it's creative and fun and I love it and helping my women in my course. And that is it. Everything else can be done by someone else. So at the moment, all of my social media is being managed by one of my team members. All of my project management is being managed by a team member. All of the small updates and changes to established websites is being managed by a team member. And I get to do the creative fun stuff and helping my women in my course. So those are the things that they can't do. They can't record this podcast for me. I need to show up here and record this podcast. But everything else can be done by someone else. So now they are doing it. And that has been such a load off of my shoulders. And similarly in life, I've actually hired someone to cook our family meals, two big meals a week that we actually, it manages to feed us kind of four nights, but two really nutritious meals, which yeah, high in protein, high in fiber, a range of vegetables, and she plans them, she shops for them, she cooks them. I pick them up and that is our dinners taken care of for the week. So that has been probably not so much the cooking side, but the mental load of choosing what to cook, thinking about the recipes, like that has been an absolute game changer for me. And it changes every week as well. So we're not getting sick of the food. It's just been absolutely phenomenal. I've also hired a cleaner a few hours a week. And yeah, that has been an absolute game changer as well. Figure out what you need to do in your business, in your life. You need to be the one spending time with your kids. You need to be the one working on your friendships. You need to be the one going to bed at the same time as your partner and having a cuddle. Other people cannot do these things for you. So figure out where you can claw your time back and make sure that is happening. Yeah, next up, number three. Modern science is a literal miracle. I will shout this one from the rooftop. So there's so much nuance to this, but my doctor, Dr. Sue, he is here on the Gold Coast at Mermaid Central. He has been an absolute game changer for me. He is the first person who literally sat down and listened to me and asked me the right questions and gave me the right answers. I have been to so many psychologists. Yeah, so many things. I'm just shaking my head because I'm like, there's so much that has happened in my life and no one has ever picked up that I have ADHD and autism. And he was the first one that did. And through that, he really diagnosed that I was in a period of autistic burnout. Last time this happened to me, it was a few weeks that I really could not function. I couldn't get off the couch. I couldn't wash my hair. 
And this has been something that's happened to me over and over in my life, but he figured out what it was. He put me on antidepressants. He took me through the ADHD diagnosis process, referred me to a psychiatrist. I had my official ADHD diagnosis and now I'm also on ADHD medication every day. And it has changed my life like in so many ways that I can't even list. And if you're interested in this, feel free to message me, feel free to get in touch and I will, I'm happy to share my experience and any tips and resources that I have with you. But I can almost define my life as before medication and after medication because my brain just does not operate how other people's brains do. And the medication that I'm now on allows me to operate in a more neurotypical way. It gives me a better battery. It gives me more capacity to deal with things, to talk my kids down when they're screaming rather than literally switching off. One thing he actually said to me was like, you can't have a tantrum. So your brain has a tantrum. Wow, that's very profound. These things have been a literal game changer for me. And I just want to say, if there's something that you're struggling with or you're not feeling like something's right, there are ways to get help and you just need to find the right person who is going to help you, find someone who will advocate for you and who will ask you the right questions. And there is nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with taking medication if it makes you a better version of yourself. It doesn't change who I am. It doesn't make me a different person. I haven't had any side effects. Actually, I'm quite lucky that medication can be quite vilified or Mental illness can be quite vilified sometimes and I really think it's really important to talk about these things and share positive experiences as well because it can be an absolute game changer and that is what I have found in my situation. Okay, next up, simplify everything. Gosh, I'm like, I need all of these. It's actually true because these are all lessons I've learned this year and so I have needed them at different times. Okay, but in business, shiny object syndrome is real. You literally don't need to do everything. Find your thing that you do, learn how to do it better, charge more money for it, improve your processes. Money is made from rinse and repeat. If you can perfect what you do and you can get better at it and you can better communicate your value, that is where like the gold mine lies. So do that. Okay. I have started multiple businesses. I have started side hustles, even side hustles I'm running Seedling. And I have now decided these are the things that I'm doing and these are the things I am sticking to. And I need to always come back to that and spend my time on the things that really matter because it's really easy to get caught up in. I need to be doing this. I need to be doing this. I need to be doing this. The truth is you don't. You just need to find the thing that you're really good at. You find easy and perfect it. So please do that. Please take that lesson from me. And also on this one in life, I have talked about this a little bit before, but I did an extreme declutter and I really went through my entire wardrobe and I was like, okay, which clothes are comfortable, which clothes are not, which clothes can go in the washing washing machine and the dryer, which clothes can I chuck in the drawers without folding and everything else I got rid of. I donated, I gave it away. Which clothes do I actually like the color of and which ones did I buy because they were on sale? Which ones do I feel good in? Which ones don't I feel good in? And I restocked my wardrobe to be one type of t-shirt, one type of bra, one type of underwear, one type of shorts, one type of sports bra, like literally every category. I have one type of thing. Some of them I have in different colors, generally just like a little bit boring. But honestly, it has been such a game changer. And within that as well, I've developed a routine. This is the first time in my life I've managed to keep on top of my washing, but Every night I put a load of washing on, I put it on time delay so that in the morning when I come downstairs, it is freshly finished washing and I can put it straight in the dryer. Everything goes straight in the dryer. And what I used to do was like the washing would sit in the washing machine for days. I would need to rewash it again. Then I would forget that I'd rewashed it. Then I would need to rewash it again. And then some things would go in the dryer. Some things would need to get hung out, but I wouldn't find time to hang them out. And then I would need to fold the clothes and they would sit on the couch for a week. Clean things would come out, clean things would go there. Is this clean? This needs to go back through the wash. All of these types of things. We've got cats, we've got kids. Wash in the evening, dryer in the morning. The next night, everything comes out of the dryer into the basket. I sit with the kids after dinner, we talk, we play, and I just divide the clothes into piles. All of the kids' clothes I buy from Bonds. I buy them when they're 40% off at one type of top. 
one type of shorts. Again, I buy different colors, just everything's gray or whatever it is, but nothing gets folded. And then I walk upstairs and I literally throw them in the drawer. And I do that for my own clothes. I do that for my kids' clothes. And it has been an absolute game changer in my life. And regardless of whether the washing machine is full or not at night, I put it on because it just stops it from banking up and becoming an insurmountable mountain that I cannot climb. So for me, getting to the weekend and needing to do six loads of washing, there's nothing, absolutely nothing worse than I can think of that. Like having to sit home and do all of this washing. So now it's just like this small kind of task that takes no mental energy because it's done at a specific time of the day. It's done every day. When I walk up the stairs, the clean washing basket is sorted into piles sitting on the stairs and I can take that up as I go. So I've worked out a routine and a ritual which works for me. Hopefully it might help you as well. I know washing is a massive pain point for so many families, mums. Even when I wasn't a mum, it was a pain point for me. So if you can take something from that, I highly recommend it. Okay, next up, find, honour and fight for your boundaries. I've had two really recent examples of projects with clients that have completely gone off the rails in different ways. And I won't talk too much about them because we don't have a lot of time. But in both situations, I recognized that boundaries were being crossed and I stood up for myself and I consulted people that I trusted. In one case, I had to consult my lawyer, Tegan Borman. Please go back and listen to episode one if you haven't already. She is an absolute amazing, amazing person. So smart, like knowledgeable, so helpful, so friendly. And she really helped me with one situation that ended up, yeah, becoming resolved through her feedback. And then another situation um, with another client where I was basically over-delivering without really realizing how much I was over-delivering till it got to the point where I felt a bit of resistance and tension and resentment. And I really had to actually go back and be like, okay, what was the scope of this project? What did I include? And how much have I gone over? And I really had to be like, okay, here's the line. From here, I need to start charging. And they were absolutely fine with that. So I had one situation which escalated to consulting a lawyer. It really didn't end in the best of ways, to be honest, but we did have a resolution and I was really proud of myself for sticking to my boundaries and my worth and my value that I had delivered with that project that I knew I had delivered. And yeah, actually getting not the best feeling outcome, but it was the right outcome in my opinion and in my lawyer's opinion and my friend's opinion, my friends who I trust and would tell me the truth. So yeah, and they both actually ended with lessons coming out of them and with me really coming out of them and being like, okay, I am so proud of myself for standing up for those things. So the second one, yeah, I went back to them and I was like, okay, I need to charge going forward. This is out of scope. And they were like, of course, totally fine. That's what it is. Like there, there's no question in my mind that you would do that. And I was like, okay, I learned from both situations and in business, I'm really finding that there's always going to be situations that come up that are uncomfortable and that are hard to go through. But the important thing is finding and honoring your own boundaries. So really recommend doing that. Okay, next up, we are up to number six. Surround yourself with people who are further ahead than you are. So I have done this in my business with a high-level mastermind, which I have absolutely loved and have been dealt some amazing truth bombs that have really changed the game for me in terms of how I do business and so much. So that has been amazing. And additionally, at the gym with my trainer, Dana, she has really changed the game with telling me what I need to know, what I need to do, how I need to move forward, technique, skills, rest, all of these things. Nutrition, it has been really amazing and I've learned so much. And so it really is worth choosing the right people, choosing the right spaces, making the right investments and learning from the people who are more knowledgeable than you because that is the shortcut to big things happening and I've really seen that this year. Okay, next up, number seven, knowing yourself is a superpower. So I have talked about these in the past, but some of the things I really loved in getting to know myself are the Myers-Briggs, learning your natal chart, looking at your human design and looking at your Enneagram number. So I really recommend doing them all. If you have any others, please shoot them through to me. I'm always interested in doing these things and learning more about myself. And I also recommend that you revisit them as you learn more about yourself because more things might come and float to the top that 
make more sense at a particular stage in your life. For me, my diagnoses of ADHD and autism have been really massive in terms of finding out who I am and what I need and how I need to operate and how I need to protect my space and how I need to protect my mental health and how I actually need to honor what I'm feeling at the time rather than trying to shove it all down. And revisiting these things with that lens has been really powerful for me. So highly recommend. Okay, next up, communication is everything. So with partners, with clients, with kids, I really encourage you to start talking about things and practice the art of staying calm and articulating your thoughts. Really be be curious, ask for an explanation, but not as a justification, not putting someone on the back foot and having them be defensive, but as an explanation, or I just want to understand your thought process. That has been massive for me in my personal relationships and as well in my business with some of the issues that I've had and some of those boundary issues, if we just had have had a conversation like way, way back when, a lot of things may not have turned out in the way that they did. So communication is so important in literally every aspect of what we do. And I'm finding as well that my assumptions are very much not always correct. So it's really important to, yeah, get the other side of the story and just have a chat sometimes and talk things through and just... Staying calm and having a conversation can really change the trajectory of so much. So really encourage you sometimes to take a step back, take a breath, think things through, take some time if you need to, and have discussions when you're in a good enough headspace to actually hear what the other person is saying. That's been a really big lesson for me. Okay, next up, do things perfectly imperfect. My last mastermind full day conference I'm in the Big Life is Mastermind at the moment, which I discussed in my last episode with Jess. She really talked through the book Atomic Habits, which I have read in the past, but it was an unpacking of that and it really was a huge lesson for me. One thing that I've always done in my life is be completely all or nothing. Like I'm either exercising every day and twice a day or I'm not exercising for six months. I'm either eating really well and like only veggies and no chocolate. Or I'm eating KFC, KFC chips, block of chocolate, ice cream, pizza. I've always been, yeah, really all or nothing. There's never been any middle ground for me. And one thing that she really highlighted as part of that book and as part of this workshop we did was the concept of never miss twice. Consistency doesn't need to mean every day, twice a day, whatever it is. It doesn't need to be so rigid, but it does need to mean that you are making a commitment to yourself to do the thing and to do it to the best of your ability where possible. And I think this is really important with kids is that some things are out of our control. Some days we don't get to do things. Some weeks we don't get to do things. But the important thing is prioritizing and going again the next day. So yeah, one of the things that the author of Atomic Habits says is never miss twice. Just because you missed once, just because you had a bad meal or you had a bad day or you didn't exercise or you missed a deadline or whatever it is that's happening in your life, it doesn't mean that the next time you can't pick yourself up and go again. And that was an absolute revelation for me. Seems like a simple concept, but it's not something I've ever been able to do. So it was really massive for me. And we actually talked through the whole process of goal setting. I really recommend you look at the book, um, Atomic Habit, and some of the hacks that you can do to actually make yourself stick to it. So one of the things we did was set a goal, a hundred day goal, and I have it on my fridge and I get to mark it off. And the hit of dopamine from marking off one of the days on my chart is the same hit of dopamine that you would get from having sex or eating chocolate or doing a really good workout session. So there is a massive high that you get from constantly achieving your goals. So I really recommend setting up some kind of tracking. Definitely read that book. It is amazing. And really adopt that habit of being perfectly imperfect because we all are. Okay, next thing, we are up to number 10. Okay, do the thing and improve it later. So this podcast, as I mentioned when I was scrolling back through my words of the year, I actually talked about launching this podcast 152 weeks ago. So that is absolutely mind-boggling. I actually think when I did that post, I signed up to Buzzsprout Hosting and I was paying for Buzzsprout Hosting two years before I actually launched the podcast and now that I've done the podcast and I've had the guests and I've talked to people and I've heard the feedback I'm like why did I not do this sooner this is absolutely mental 
So if there is something that is on your radar that you want to do, figure out what's holding you back and overcome it. If it's fear, if it's time, whatever it is, figure out a way to make it happen and just do the thing because you will never regret it. You will learn from it. If it's a confidence thing, you will actually get more confident as you go. If it's a skills thing, your skills will increase as you go. You have to do the thing to increase your skills, to increase your confidence. And if it doesn't work, you can always just stop. What's the worst that can happen? So really just do the thing. Really recommend that one. Okay, next one, number 11. There is always more than enough money. So I used to have in my mind like there's always enough money. If a fine came in or a bill came in or whatever it was, I would always somehow have the money to pay for it. But I'm flipping the script on that a little bit. And what I'm telling myself now is that there is always more than enough money. So call in that abundance, call in that, I don't even want to say excess because that has like a negative connotation, but just knowing that it is safe to have more than enough money than you actually need is, yeah, an absolute game changer. So definitely work on that affirmation if that is something that you have in your life as well. Okay, number 12, just be a good human. (laughs) This one seems so basic, but what I'm finding is that I just keep coming back to this. Do your best, be nice, be kind, be open, be given, be giving, be compassionate and give people some grace. When you can do those things, when you can do your best, when you can come at things from positive intentions, there's like literally nothing else that anyone can say about anything. So that's my motto at the moment. Just be a good human. And I'm trying to come back to that as much as I can. Okay, number 13, buy less and buy well. So this is one thing I have found over and over again. I'm actually actively trying to avoid sales and like Kmart and stores like Kaiser Craft because I'm obsessed with trinkets and little things. And I'm finding things like notebooks. Like I used to buy so many different notebooks and I would be like, this is the notebook that's going to change my life. I'm going to write things down. I'm going to plan. I'm going to checklist and tick them off. But what I found was that was not true. It was the dopamine high of buying the thing that I was addicted to. And I was wasting so much stuff. I was cluttering my house. I was filling my house with things. I was buying things that wouldn't wear well or that wouldn't last. And I really flipped the script on that. And I'm starting now to invest in things that I know will last, that are really comfortable, that are really like flattering and wash well. And like I said, can go in the dryer, all of those types of things. So like Lululemon activewear is like my number one thing that I live in. And I remember the first time I brought a pair of leggings, I was like, this is absolutely bonkers. Like the amount of money. I can buy like 20 pairs at Kmart. But what I found was that the Kmart leggings would always change shape. The the crotch would fall. They would get pill, like pilly. They would wear out in between the legs, all of these types of things. And so buying less, but buying better has really served me well in terms of actually how much I spend and how often I need to spend. So that has been a really massive switch for me coming from quite a lacking money mindset into actually being willing to spend money on the things that will make me happy and that will solve me problems in my life. And that has really been amazing. Okay. Number 14, not every second of every day needs to be productive. Sometimes you can go for a walk or make a meal without listening to a self-help ebook, without listening to a business podcast. This seems a bit critical, like saying this, this is a business podcast, but go for a walk in the sunshine and listen to the birds and look at the trees and just have some quiet time. I think we really get caught up in this thing of needing to be productive and needing to do more and needing to achieve more and fill every second of every day. But Our brains just aren't wired to exist like that. We really just need time sometimes to have space, to have clear clarity and just to take time in our day. So really recommend sometimes leaving the headphones at home and yeah, just heading out and having some peace and quiet on your own. And on this one, next one, number 15 is walk. Just walk more. Walking is so good for our bodies. It's low impact. It doesn't hurt your joints. It gives you a rush of dopamine. It gets your blood moving. It's so good for your brain and getting that oxygen flowing to your brain. It's obviously good for your heart and like your long-term health. But what I also find, and there is a name for this, I would actually love if someone could message me this, but when your body is doing something, but your mind is not, your mind wanders and your mind 
finds issues and it solves them and your mind comes up with ideas and it accesses this level of of like the issues in your life, the things that you've been dealing with, the things that you've been grappling with and like a way through them. And I just find that when I go for a walk, I get my best ideas. I get my best thoughts. I get my best plans. I come back feeling so inspired and so ready to go. And it's really the only time that that happens for me. So I'm really prioritizing walking in a big way. I also really love it just as my own me time and like counterintuitive to the point before, but I do really love going for a walk and listening to an ebook or listening to a podcast. I actually recently have been listening to a lot of like fantasy, like audio books rather like novels rather than business books. And that has been a really good period of escapism for me. So if you would like some recommendations of great novels, very heavily smart focused, please do me and I will be happy to send you my list. Okay, number 16. We're almost getting there, guys. Where focus goes, miracles flow. So you may have heard the saying, where energy goes, money flows. I wanted to tweak this a little bit because in my mind, like not everything is about money. And I also really see that at different times, there are different focuses in your life, whether that is money or whether that is family or whether that is friendships or whether that is business and not necessarily for money's sake, that might be that might be awareness or growing your team or whatever that current focus is. But if you focus on the things that align with your values and you can't do it all at once and your focus may change, for example, mine is health right now. That is a really big focus for me. When I'm doing my shopping, I'm looking at the nutrition values and the macros and the protein values and all of these types of things. And so health is a really big priority for me. And I think part of that is coming through this period of my diagnosis and really realizing that my mental health wasn't where it should be and trying to throw everything at that to get me to this place where I know I can be a lot more happy and a lot more healthy if my health is really taken care of. So that is a huge priority for me right now. Really realize that if your focus is on something and you do make it a priority and you make it a decision, there is nothing that can stop that thing from manifesting, from happening. So really figure out what your biggest desire is and really put time into that. And I really know that you will see the benefits of that, whatever that means for you. Okay, number 17, vulnerability and showing up is critical. Absolutely critical. So a couple of examples of this. I've mentioned in a previous podcast, which I was a guest on, Shannon Madden's The Profitable Web Designer podcast about my childhood and about my money story and about being raised with a single dad and some instances of domestic violence and the money stories and all of that that came from that. And from that story, I had messages of people saying, I resonate so much with what you said. My childhood was so similar to you. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for showing that despite those things, these things are possible. And I had quite a few messages like that recently. And that was really amazing to me because every time I tell a story like that, I have this massive, Brene Brown calls it a vulnerability hangover. And I think being a person with autism and ADHD, I tend to ruminate on what did I say? How is that going to come across? Even with these podcasts, I record them and I actually have no idea what I said. Sometimes I listen to them back and I'm like, that was a good point. So I tend to focus on the negative and I tend to focus on the negative for myself. And it's really hard for me to see the positive and it's really hard for me to be vulnerable and to share those stories and yeah, to share my, what I'm going through and what's happening in my life and what I find difficult and all of those types of things. But what I have found is that it is critical because I have seen people before me achieve and that has given me the idea that things are possible. I have seen women before me go and make millions of dollars or seven figures or six figures or Whatever it is, there's a lot of people I follow in business who have really gone on and had great success. And that has almost given me a permission slip or an ability to see that things are possible. And so for you, everyone has a story. Everyone has been through shit. Everyone has things that they're going through. So I really encourage you to share your own story and show up and be vulnerable. And if you find it hard, don't listen. What? Put it out there put it on an Instagram story where it's 24 hours and it's going to be deleted and just try not to think about it because you never know who you're touching or who you're talking to or who is going to hear that, who needs to, who needs to really feel it in the moment. 
And that is one thing I keep coming back to when I have those moments of like fraudy feelings or vulnerability hangover that I needed to hear it from other people. And so there might be someone out there who needs to hear it from me. Okay, number 18, literally time hacks. I've said before that optimization is one of my special interests, I think. And I do this in all areas of my life with my, with my kids, with my work, with my relationship, with my time is the biggest thing. But one thing I have been talking with the women in my group a lot about, my Women Wealth course, is this time pressure. We just don't have the time as mums. We may not have daycare. We may not have all of these things. One hack that I shared that this might be helpful for you is have a look at your local gym and see if you can join, see how much it is, and see if they have a crash. So the gym that I have joined is like $18 a week, absolutely nothing. And obviously I'm going there to do my workouts and I'm making the most of it and having my sessions and all of those things, amazing. But at the same time, they also have a crash, which is $3 per child for two hours. So I was like, oh my God, I can take my kids into the crash for $3 and I can go and get a workout. And my kids are absolute frothers. They love new places and toys and new kids and I was just like this is an absolute revelation I wish I had have known this a few years ago when I had absolutely no daycare at all I could have brought myself 10 hours of work or spare time or exercise per week for what is that five times three 15 dollars absolutely nuts I highly recommend that if that is something that you're struggling with as well my gym actually has a table so I would probably use those two hours to do a bit of exercise and a bit of like work, catching up on emails at a table or whatever it is. And yeah, just really find ways to make the most of your time. I think that is a massive hack that I've learned recently. Okay, number 19, you are entitled to choose and you get to make the rule. You get to decide what your life looks like. You get to decide what your family looks like. You get to decide what you prioritize. You get to decide who works with you, who gets access to your energy and your skills and your time. You get to decide when you work, you get to decide how that work looks. If you take Zoom calls, if you take in-person meetings, or if you don't do any meetings at all, you are allowed to choose what your business looks like. So I just want to say, here is your power, here is your permission slip. So take it and think about everything in your life and think about what is not bringing you joy, what is not lighting you up, what is draining you, what is draining your battery, and here's your permission to cut that out, to change it and to build a life that looks like the way you want it to look. Okay, number 20. People are so important. This is one of the first times in my life where I have had friends that I really feel get me. Like literally, I've always had friends. I've always, through high school, I had quite a few friends. I've traveled and I've made friends overseas and I'm still very good friends with a lot of people. But this is the first time in my life where I found people that like I feel at home with them, that I feel get me and understand me and I can say something and it's not going to be taken the wrong way. It's going to be taken with knowledge of who I am and what my heart is and interpreted in the correct way. So a lot of that is that I'm actually finding now, and this is something my doctor said to me, is that you're going to find like all of your friends are neurodivergent and they are like at this diagnosis. And I was like, I think you need to go to the doctor. I think you need to go. I think you need to go to the doctor. And I really found that so many of my friends, my closest friends now are neurodivergent. And we actually do tend to congregate. This is like a proven thing. I don't know how it happened. But also in entrepreneurship, you are 300% more likely to start a business if you have ADHD. So I'm like, okay, this is where my people are. I found my home and my space and I've got a really tight group of friends that I love and I spend so much time with and I break down my stresses and my worries and my tough issues that I'm going through and I talk to them about them constantly and that has just been such a game changer for me and it's really only been the last couple of years that I felt like I've had that and I'm so happy to have that. I know as adults it is really hard to meet people and to make good friends but I also know that there are ways to do it. One, one way that I found when I first moved to the Gold Coast was I looked on the Meetup app and I started going to events. And I actually find that events completely drain me. I find them really hard. And at the other end, I am absolutely shattered and exhausted. But I also find that it's critical for me to spend time with people and to get to know people and to get to know people really well and deeply. 
So I have made that a priority throughout my life, throughout my business. I constantly go to networking events. I constantly message people on Instagram and respond to stories and respond to messages that people message me and all of these things. I'm constantly making connections and constantly making friends. And that has really served me well because connection is everything. And having someone that you feel can listen to you without necessarily giving you advice or telling you what to do, who can literally just sit there and go, thank you for telling me. I appreciate that you were willing to share or how is it going for you? How are you feeling about that? Has just been a game changer for me. And yeah, I'm really happy with how I'm going with my friendships and that side of my life as well. Because as I mentioned before, some things are really up and some things are really down. Some things are really hard, but I really prioritized doing things with my friends, working with them, co-working with them, walking with them, hitting the gym with them, all of those types of things. And putting in that time as well, I really find that we're all so time poor and it is really hard to fit in those friendships and fit in those connections and that time together. But it is so worthwhile when you make it a priority and you make it happen and you work at it and you nag at it. Sometimes you might need to reschedule. You might need to talk to another friend. You might need to choose another time or suggest another time, but it's very worthwhile. You can make it happen. Okay, next up, being smart with your money makes you more money. I've actually flipped this from a saying that I used to hear a lot when I was growing up, which was the rich get richer. And it has a very negative connotation to it. But what I have found is that when you have a bit of money and you make the right decisions with that money, you can make more money. With my first business I started, which was that product-based business, I actually took a loan from a friend of $2,000. I had come back from backpacking in Canada. I had moved to Sydney. I knew no one here. I'm I'm not from Australia. I'm from New Zealand. I had no family I could call on. And I just had a really great friend who was just like, you need to do something with this idea and you need to make it into a business. And she's like, I've got some savings. Figure out how much you need. I will loan you the money. You can pay me back. And that really gave me my first step in towards entrepreneurship. And I started my own business and I was quite successful with that business. It did burn me out. It was very difficult. I ended up going into marketing and deciding to keep doing that as a side hustle, but to learn more about that marketing side and to have a go at a corporate career. And what I found was that I preferred the corporate career and I decided to sell my product-based business. So from there, I sold that business for $30,000. That $30,000, along with what we had been saving when we were both working, gave us enough to have a deposit to buy our first house. We brought our first house. We lived there for a few years. We had flatmates the whole time that enabled us to actually pay our mortgage off a bit quicker and share that space and make the most of that space and use it as an income generating asset. From there, we I managed to do quite well in my business. My husband had a really great job and we came into the position where we were able to buy a block of land and build while also keeping that first house. From there, we were really lucky. And the second house as well, we brought the land just as COVID was starting. It was very uncertain. And the market was like completely out of whack. It was like not happening. Things were not selling. Everyone was like, oh my God, what's going on? This is what's what's happened if you look through history with every stock market crash, all of those types of things. When you make moves, when other people aren't willing to make the moves, that's when you see returns. It can be risky. My husband was dead set against it and I worked hard to convince him This is a block of land in this place that we live that does not come up. It was a hatchet block, a subdivided block. And we got the block of land for $420,000. And we we built a house just before all of the building shortages happened. And yeah, we got in, we got into our house. And it has now basically from what we spent on the house, just had it literally appraised yesterday, doubled in value since then. If you are willing to take risks, if you are willing to do things, and if you are willing to work hard and make the thing happen, that can make you more money. And it's crazy to me that not only have we like increased our equity in this crazy amount, what we've also managed to do in this house is during my mat leave when I wasn't working, we actually got in a homestay student who was paying rent and board. And so that was bringing us in a little bit of money every week because we had a spare room and we weren't really having people come stay with us. And we were like, we might as well get a bit of money there. So that was like $330 a week. We also have at times put our house on Airbnb and that has allowed us to travel when someone books our house over the Christmas period or the New Year period when 
the rental prices are quite high. We're in a good location in a nice new house. So that has enabled us to make some money there and put that towards our mortgage or to put that towards our travel. And then lastly, I actually recently have gone and bought a brand new car. This is something I never thought I would do. I actually always was like, oh, why would you spend that much money on a car? And I've done this in a very logical and thoughtful way. I looked through, okay, there's actually grants at the moment in Queensland for electric vehicles. So you can get $6,000 if you buy a brand new electric car. So that's $6,000 off the price of a brand new car. I can also write off the GST if I buy it through my business. So that's another $6,000 if I'm looking at a $60,000 car. I can also write off the interest payments of the repayments on that loan if we get a new car and I do it through the business. Also with EVs, there, there are like better benefits to them in terms of fringe benefits tax and all of that type of thing. So you don't have to keep a logbook and you don't have to say this much is for work purposes and this much is for personal purposes. So there's a little bit more that you can claim in terms of depreciation and all of those types of things. So going through that process and really looking at it and the clincher for me was that I'll save $100 a week on petrol. That loan that I'm getting and that amount I'm spending when we factored in all of those other write-offs, it actually, it seems crazy. And I literally did work this out. But by the end of the five-year term that we have the loan for, if we sell the car for a decent amount, we will actually make $20,000 on the car. So to me, that is absolutely insane. But it's having these levers to pull and these ways to think about things. It's like money can be a game. Money can be fun. There are things that you can do. There are risks that you can take if they're calculated and smart and thought through, as well as being like a little bit gutsy to have a go and to actually look at it. So when I was looking at this land, I actually didn't realize at all that we would be in a position to be able to purchase the land. I didn't realize what our borrowing capacity would be. And throughout the build process, my husband has very expensive days, even more so than me. And he was choosing all of the best flooring, all of the best carpets, the really nice fixtures and fittings, the custom cabinetry and all of these things. And I was like, how the fuck are we going to pay for this? But we managed to, we came up with the money. I worked really hard that year and I had a really good year in business. So it's the thing of like setting your mind to it, uh, being willing to take those risks and being willing to invest, knowing that you will get a return if you do it in the right way. And this is where it's so important to talk to a financial advisor to get advice from your accountant or whatever it is. Um, Definitely not giving you financial advice here. I'm just telling you my story. But yeah, being smart with your money can make you more money. And that is okay. So now being in this house, my mum is actually moving over from New Zealand and we have space for her to stay. And that is the biggest blessing in my life that I can actually give my mother a place to live and stay and be comfortable and land in Australia and make herself a home here. And that is not something I would have thought five, 10 years ago, going back. So life can change very quickly and it's possible for you. It's possible for me. And I always say this, I want people to know that it's possible despite things, not possible because of things. Going back to the start of my journey, I didn't have anything when I started. I took a loan and that kind of led me to this ripple and snowball effect of where I am now. And I'm very grateful for the decisions I made, for the decisions we made, for the work we did to get us to the place where we are now. And when people come into my house, and this happens all of the time, even with the real estate agent who came into my house yesterday, he's, oh, oh, what do you do for work? And I'm like, oh, I, I build websites. And he's, oh, cool. And I know people look at me and they think, oh, you're young or whatever it is. And it used to make me very uncomfortable. And I used to think, oh, people must think I'm so lucky. And one thing I had to really work through in my mind was that it was not luck. It was hard work. It was manifestation. It was late nights. It was upskilling. It was determination and sheer grit that got me to where I am. And that is a very good thing. And yeah, I will end that one there, but I hope you've taken something from that. Okay. Number 22. We are so close. Prioritize like your life depends on it. This has been one that I have really struggled with my whole life. It's like my natural instinct is to do the thing that is the lowest priority on the list. It's like I have a mental block to doing the thing that will take stress off. And there is actually a term for this in ADHD and autism, and that is pathological demand avoidance. This is a huge learning for me about myself. But what I'm really finding is that if you actually do the priority first, if you do the thing that's on deadline, if you do the thing 
that is the next thing that's going to make the biggest difference to your business. If you do the thing that is going to make a material change in six months, that is going to make the biggest difference to your business. It is going to make the biggest difference to your mental health, to your stress levels. And sometimes you just need to get on with it and start the thing and you will not regret it. So this is something I'm trying to work on in my life. And there is a book called Eat the Frog. And I remember reading that book and being like, nah, fuck that. It's not for me. And what I've always done is started with the smaller things. And I've always thought, you know what, I'm going to snowball it instead. I'm going to like do the small things to get me going. And then I'm going to be going and then I'm going to be like, then I'll do the big thing. But what I find is that the small things snowball into six hours and then you have 30 minutes to do the most important thing and you don't get it done. And I find this in my life and my business over and over again. And so I'm actually going to eat my words and I'm going to go back and read that book, start eating the frog. So let me know if you do that as well. And the last thing I want to leave you with, which again has been so freeing for me number 23 is you'll never get it all done you'll never ever get it all done your to-do list for today your to-do list for the month your to-do list for the quarter for the year there is always going to be more things to do and even if you finish your to-do list for the day your brain's going to be like okay what else can I do but what we need to learn to do is to stop that thought process as it happens and take some spare time Take some blank space. Actually, I'm not going to even say spare time. There is no such thing as spare time. Take some blank space intentionally and find a way to be content with what you did do and recognize what you did do in that day. One way that I have been really doing this is realizing that recording a podcast is work, a meeting is work, a networking event is work. And I used to think, I haven't done any work today because I haven't been at my desk typing something and I can't literally and physically see what I've done. But there is so much more to being an entrepreneur and being a business owner than literally creating something, material that you can see. There's learning, there's marketing, there's networking, like I said, listening to a podcast and upskilling. There is so much more involved and we really need to be better at recognizing what we have done and how that is going to change our life in the long term. Because success is the culmination of all of those small things. It's the consistency. And I always say this, one thing I have known for a while is that often you'll go down the track and you'll look back and you'll be like, oh my God, look how much I have done. But we don't tend to recognize that on a daily basis. So one thing that I have really liked doing is just writing my list for the day and crossing things off. So whatever it is, if it's a small thing, if it's a big thing, and actually recognizing every little thing that I do, including the meeting, including going downstairs and making my lunch and eating it outside and having five minutes in the sunshine. That is a fucking achievement in today's fast-paced world, being a mom, being a business owner. So really recognizing those little moments and being like, I did something today, whether it resulted in a homepage for a website or it resulted in my mental health being fed by having a moment to myself, or it resulted in building relationship with a colleague or touching base with a friend and seeing how that thing went for them. These are all achievements and we need to start recognizing the other things in our day, in our lives, in our businesses that aren't necessarily on our to-do list and actually really acknowledging that we have got things done, but the, the things that we didn't get to today, not the end of the world. Nothing's going to fall apart. No one's going to die if you don't answer an email. Give yourself some grace. If I can leave you with one message for the year, it is give yourself some grace because I have been trying to give myself some grace and it truly has been a game changer. Okay, so that was a lot. If you get to the end, please send me a message because I would love to know. I will be in my head ruminating about how many people did not listen to this podcast to the end. So yeah, please send me a message. I do really love talking to you all. Yeah, every year, I guess I set my word. I start it with an intention and then the year takes me and it shakes me and it breaks me and it puts me back together stronger than ever. So I just wanted to leave you with a couple of things. So first up, my word of the year next year, which I have decided is expand. And gosh, I'm not even saying like really what that means to me or I think it's going to manifest it. Because like I say, every time it, it just is profoundly different to what I intend. So I'm really interested to see what that means but I feel like this year has been my year of contracting and that springboard thing of going in and going introspective and 
next year I'm hoping will be the year where I can come out and be more of myself and do bigger things, make more of an impact, have a bigger ripple effect on people's lives. I said I wasn't going to say what this means, but obviously I am. Yeah, so I will report back at the end of next year and let you know how that went. The other thing I want to leave you with, this is something I've been thinking about for a while. Obviously, this podcast is called Women Wealth WordPress. And so really, that's the foundation of so much that I do. I'm here to uplift women and I'm here to help women make money. I'm here to help women make wealth and financial freedom and build their own successful life, whatever that looks. And WordPress is how I do that. So I really wanted to come back to these things. And obviously, we're going into the holiday season. You may or may not be having some time off. I hope that you can. I definitely will be taking some time. And I really want to go into kind of the next couple of months with a bit of space and a bit of grace and yeah, take some time for learning and growth and all of those types of things. So I wanted to leave you with a couple of books, two that I have absolutely loved and one that I haven't read yet, but I'm going to recommend it. And I've purchased it on Amazon and I am really excited to dig into it because I am a massive fan of ongoing learning. So the first one with the theme of women is Untamed by Glennon Doyle. This one was massive a few, a few years back and it really exploded everywhere, but it is a phenomenal book, absolutely phenomenal book. And as I've mentioned, and as you've probably seen with all of these lessons is that a big thing for me is like coming back to my authentic self and recognizing who I am, what I need, what I want, and yeah, really holding true to that. And that book for me was, I think, probably one of the first catalysts into recognizing that is okay and it is just so powerful so i highly recommend that book next up in the wealth category get rich lucky bitch by denise duffield thomas so this is a book that made a huge difference to me in the way that i look at money i really recommend actually listening to this audiobook because denise dt i just love the way she talks i love her voice i love the way she explains things she feels really down to earth and I listened to this as an audiobook and I really enjoyed devouring it that way so you may as well and then the last one is the one that I've ordered on Amazon and a nice hard cover of course is the Universal Principles of UX by Irene Pereira I actually should have looked up how to say that I'm from New Zealand so I yeah I guess tend to default into Maori dialect but I'm actually I will look up how to say that But I actually was researching for this because I was like, okay, what's a book for WordPress that really stands out to me? And I have recommended a user experience book in the past, but I wanted something just like a little bit more meaty and I couldn't actually find anything. And I was like Googling and there's a lot about CSS and JavaScript and all of these types of things. And I'm like, that absolutely has no interest to me. So this one really is about like the psychology of design and the principles of design and user experience and I have a really big focus on user experience in my business and the course and everything I do. I always think it's really important to think through, okay, what do people want to do next and how do we ensure that we do them? And I'm always looking for ways to better that knowledge. So it looks like a pretty hefty book and every principle has like an outline, examples, some graphics and a really great short description, which I'm really excited about because it feels like it's one of those books that you can pick up and you can read a page and then be like, okay. That's my learning for the day and just work your way through it. So I have purchased that and I'm going to be reading that in my downtime. So if you do the same, please message me or if you listen to any of these or read any of these, please let me know as well. I would love to hear from you. So that is me for 2023 for the Women Wealth WordPress podcast. So thank you so much for joining, for tuning in. I would love to ask you another favor. If you haven't already, please share this with anyone. If you know anyone who would be interested in this, And I would also really encourage you to go and download my Dream Life Workbook at womenwealthwordpress.com forward slash freebie and actually print it out and actually do it because brand strategy is so important. I was toying up with whether I should include that as one of my 23 or not, but I have found that it has made a huge difference to my business and my confidence and yeah, the direction that I steer my shift in. And so I think that you will really find that as well. So that workbook goes through your why, it goes through your strategy, it goes through money mindset, and it goes through positioning and marketing messaging. And a lot of that is the foundations of what will help us to be successful in this business. So yeah, if that is your goal, I definitely recommend downloading that. 
So yeah, I will take be taking a break now and I will be back with a podcast mid-January 2024. It seems so crazy that we're already like staring down the barrel of 2024, but this always happens, right? Life moves, the year goes on so quickly and all of a sudden it's Christmas, all of a sudden it's a new year and then we do it all again. But it has been phenomenal, like getting to know all of you, talking to all of you, sharing these stories, sharing these interviews with the guests I've had this year. I felt so, so privileged with every episode and yeah I always listen back to the the live interviews um, on Tuesdays as well and I always get something else from them so I probably will spend a bit more time I think over the Christmas break as well going through and re-listening because I get something from the guests as well I always say it's a selfish endeavor for me because I really get to talk to amazing people so if there's anyone that you would love to hear from or any questions in particular I would also love you to message those through you can shoot me an email at hello at sailingdigital.com.au or DM me on Instagram at sailingdigital. And yeah, I would love to talk to you more. So have a fabulous holiday season. Have a fabulous December. Have a fabulous January. I hope you get to take some time off and have lots of snuggles with your family and friend time and beach time or snow time if you're in the other hemisphere. And I will see you back here in 2024. If you love what I do here, let's connect. I tend to hang out on Instagram and you can find me at Seedling Digital and at Woman Wealth WordPress. You can head to womanwealthwordpress.com forward slash freebie to download my free Embrace Your Dream Life workbook. This guide is over 10 pages of actionable information and worksheets designed to help you build a profitable and fulfilling business in three steps. Get clear on your why, improve your money mindset and hone in on your messaging. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave me a rating and a review. It truly means the world to me and I read every message and kind word. Till next time, aim big. Aim big.